Magic players assembled after the game Friday night. Horace Grant told them to look up at the scoreboard. Remember that feeling when you come out Sunday? I think they got the message. Thompson's free throw is rattling out. No good. Rebound, Indiana. Time expired, and that's the end of the game. The Magic say, why not us? Why not now? And that sound you hear is the Houston Rockets team plane cranking up to come to Orlando. The final score, the Magic 105, Indiana 81. The Magic win the Eastern Conference, and they're going to the finals against Houston. Ah, yes, that is a that is a play, that is a call that will live forever in the lures of uh, in the annals of Magic history. David Steele on the call as the Magic make the NBA Finals in 1995. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. We've got a lot to get to. We're going to talk about uh, some broadcasting issues or uh, some broadcasting stories that we've had over the years. We're going to mention some of our favorite players that we've covered in our history. Uh, that and we're going to talk about some of the mistakes we've made on the air in broadcasting. That is not one of them. What you just heard was David Steele, uh, that infamous call that we all remember when the Magic went to the finals. That is some. Is, is that? And I've always wondered, David, is that something like that? That's something you plan for. Is is that something you had in your back pocket? No. Did that hit you? I, I just I love that, no. especially if it's right on the fly, David. I, I can't I can't work like that. I, I work. Um, in the in the moment, you know, I think you really have to work in the moment, and then then it's real. Um, so yeah, I I, I, I don't plan uh, any of that stuff, and I don't think you really can. Isn't that we're, great we're, though? We're isn't that doesn't that give you the chills to still hear that? Well, isn't I, that I fantastic? I was smiling from ear to ear listening to that, and that's so many years ago at this point. It's just it's just a great call. Times. That was a great call. Good times, great times. Yeah, no, it certainly was. So we're gonna have some fun here on the uh, on the hey, Orlando. See, you were there. That was pretty much fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that 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 <laughs> night in the I <clears throat> I tell people all the time that um that night in the uh, Amway Arena that was the loudest building I'd ever yeah, been in. I agree. That it was too. the most. That was one of the greatest nights ever to go. That there. night, the that rest, moment. What happens after that is I I don't even remember. But <laughs> right, right, never happened. <laughs> never, never happened in my mind. But you know that's great. I mean, you know uh, that was. I mean, Rich DeVos coming in our locker room and giving us the "Why not us? Why not now?" speech early in the playoffs. Um, and then you know David just that's just awesome call. So I think that's fantastic. We're gonna have some fun, and we're gonna you know we're gonna tell some stories about where where things kind of got away from us. But ninety nine percent of the time, you guys nail it, and that's about as good a play as it's as you're gonna hear. So I think it's fun to lead are off with that. Are there people out there though that that do? Are there broadcasters that do plan that out? Like if I think they so. know if they know they're in a clinching situation, or a, a, what am I gonna say when we win? Like do you think do you think they have that scripted out, David? I kind of get the feeling sometimes when I'm listening that uh, that that does happen occasionally but it, it's kind of hard to tell um you know i think about al michaels and the uh do you believe in miracles right i, I right. think that was I, I i've never spoken to him about it i i don't know what what his thoughts were but i felt like that was spontaneous yeah i do too you what can tell that well, you can tell a little bit when, when yeah when it's what when about it's, when Dwayne Deadman traveled and we got dead man walking yeah, that was, was planned <laughs> that one was planned that, that was in was, pocket. was that awesome JT <laughs> <laughs> dead man walking that was the thing is the, here's the funny thing about that I thought about that early in the year I think that's and I thought, you know as soon as he travels I'm dropping that one out there 
And game after game after game after game went by, and he wouldn't he wouldn't travel. Every time he caught the ball, I thought, man, I hope he travels this time so I can drop that on the air. I hope we turn it over David's so I can work one, yeah, that in. David's one hoping for a turnover here. That's fantastic. Two, okay. Deadman walking. Two quick things, and then we'll have some fun with it with our broadcasting fails. One, we have a sponsor now. We got a card from Rob Falana. Uh, who is a who is a uh, trusted listener? He, yep. He's I mean, this is a loyal listener. He might be our, our only listener. And I he think. sent us twenty five dollars for us to all share. <laughs> Look so at that! That is, yes. uh, which I dare say is the first twenty five dollars we've made from any of our shows. <laughs> that is, ap- we're going to lunch. So I think so. That thank make, you, I Rob. Think that makes this a professional show. <laughs> I think it does. Now that right. we're paid, and I it's now so. and it's now sponsored by Rob Falana. Secondly, how about the UCF Knights? Is that an wow. unbelievable story? I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't congratulate. Congratulate UCF for the terrific job that they did. That was a fun football game to watch. Mm. You know, it was fun following them all season long and just all of the drama surrounding, you know, Scott Frost and and, and just what they were able to accomplish. Uh, and then to watch the celebration at the end. It's just, it was just, what a great story. What oh. a great event for the city of Orlando uh, yeah, in Central Florida. It was awesome. I, I loved it. Um, I watched them play a little bit during the season. And I knew they were really good, but again, the, you know, the level of competition in the AAC, you're just not sure if sure. they could go up against. I think there was some doubt, even among a lot of UCF people, you know, are we really going to be able to, to hang with Auburn? But um, I'm sure in that locker room and that coaching staff, they had no doubt, and they, they proved that they belong. They definitely did. Okay, but don't hang a national no, championship no. banner, though. That's, that's too far. Don't, yeah. that, that, don't do that. Don't you should have. You, you should. Maybe, maybe you can make an argument about being in the Final Four. But the actual chant, yeah, that's tough. Well, you know what? Ty Eastham had a good... But I'm going to go to the parade. It's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Ty Eastham, the Magic TV producer, I feel like he had a good solution for the the college football playoff. You you take, you know, you have these Power Five conferences, right? Mm -hmm. You take the champion of each Power Five conference, all five uh, champions, and then you have one wild card, whether it's a UC, you know, you always have this UCF or... uh, a Boise State or a Utah, there's always going to be this one team that's out there that feels like they get it, they need a shot, they need to get a shot. And you make the playoff a six-team, and then it also eliminates this whole two teams from the SEC, there's no team from this conference, no team. You have the five power conference champions and one wild card, you give the top two seeds a bye, and then you let it play out. And now you've had, now you have everybody from the, from the country kind of represented. What do you, what do you guys think about that? I liked I, it. I, I thought it was a good plan. I, I like it. Plan. I I don't see why you don't just go eight because yeah, then too. you've yeah. got then you've oh, got you go. who gets a buy right, and things right. like that. Then you cover. You get the because I've always thought if you win the conference, you need to be in. Yeah, you got to be. You got to be in there. Why, why not have the five conference champions and then the one from the the other conferences, the UCFs, the Boise States, and then have two wild and then cards. two wild card. Right. Yeah, and that true. way you know you would you would pick up uh, the great team in the yeah. SEC. Or I think the Big you're trying 12. to eliminate. You know, because then you're going to have the argument, okay, well, I was nine. Why wasn't I eight? Well, sure. But, but I guess you would have that if yeah. at the sixth yeah. spot, but too. That's, that's but better. At least it gives the UCFs an opportunity. We yeah. had 62 teams. How many teams make the make the March Madness? 64. Right. 64. Well, more than that. And now. You had, now it's 68. And now you had yeah. to add four more. We weren't happy with 64. Right. Yeah. right. You know what I mean? So it, it doesn't ever – I give them credit for at least finally getting the playoff, but you're right. We could probably add add a few more teams. I think eight is the number. I would like to see that. 
That'd be that. No, that'd be great. That would be All great. Right, we'll but congrats again. Congrats again to UCF. That's a terrific story. And get Shaquem Griffin to the combine, would you please? That is a joke that that kid was not invited. Hopefully, he gets a chance to play on can Sundays. He, can he play in the NFL? I oh, think yeah, so. I yeah, think you he... two, you on the other side there, you guys watch all the NFL. For sure. Jeff he's got a guy on his team with one hand, and he's <laughs> no, very he, productive. He has four fingers on his hand. Oh, that's hand, right. And he blew one of them off. But I think <laughs> but I think Shaquem Griffin, that, 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 I, the, the heart that that guy displayed, could that guy not play? I don't see why he could. On Sundays? He's a, for sure. He's a great athlete, I don't right? Think people, it, he's a I, sensational athlete, right? For sure. He's a, no he's question. I, I don't think people put enough stock in, you know, like the – like all the measurements at the combine and everything. Yeah. Is the guy a winner or not? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You watch that guy play. He's a winner. He's a winner. Yeah. Would you I not mean, want that guy in your – he will be not. on a roster, whether oh, yeah, he's no a doubt. combine or not. That Absolutely. guy is good enough to be on a roster. No doubt. 13 tackles and three sacks yeah. in, in your championship game, that's fantastic. No doubt. Okay, so let's have some fun. Let's go around the around the table here. We've all been broadcasting for a little bit. David uh, David has been doing it for a while, and I think this would this could be some fun. Maybe some broadcasting moments that we might like to have back. I do get this question a lot. Or there you know, times that you maybe made a mistake on the air, or or you were the odds were stacked against you, and you didn't you didn't have a prayer going into a particular broadcast, or. Or maybe someone took exception to a question you asked, and I, I think we can have some fun with this. David, right off the top, is there anything that comes to mind uh, in all your years of broadcasting? Probably the number one. I've made a lot of errors, <laughs> a lot of you know, a lot, a lot of smaller errors. I mean, nightly, nightly. Sure. Well, come on. No, you go into here, here's here's the thing. You're live on the air as a play-by-play announcer. You're live for two and a half hours. You say I don't know how many words. Everything is spontaneous. Everything is off the top of the head. And you make you're going to make mistakes. So my goal every sure. night is to to do a perfect broadcast, knowing that it's not possible. <laughs> it, it really, it really is. Yeah, not, no, it's hard. It's it's two and a half star. hours of straight talking. Yeah, you're right. Possible. You're right. You're right. So I, I know I'm going to make some errors, but I try to I try every night to try and be as close to perfect as possible, knowing that it, it's not possible to do that. But probably the most embarrassing uh, was a college football game I did for Jefferson Pilot. And it was in South Carolina, and you rely on, in football. You rely on your spotter, sure, you know, to tell you, you know, to point at who's got the ball, and you know, the receivers, because there's so much going on. You, you know, in basketball, you can see the floor. You pretty much see who, who, who's. Who's got the ball? We, we know what's interesting, Dave. You and I, we all know what a spotter is. People, people spotter. may not yeah, know yeah, how yeah, that, that's right. how that whole that's, concept uh, works. In football, it's really important because there's so much going on, and you have a guy, you have a statistician that hands you, you know, the stat notes, and then you have a spotter that's on one side. The, the stat guy is on the other side of you, and the spotter. You prepare a board. You get a game board ready for the game, and it, you know, it's a week in football. It takes the full week for me to get that board ready because there's so much information on <laughs> it. You've got three deep. Every player, you know, facts about him and everything with his number and all of that, hometown and all that stuff. And then the spotter, when they, like when it, I had the spotter, he would point at the wide receivers when they came to the line of scrimmage so I would know who the two wide receivers are. So I'd glance down at the spotter's board, my board that I prepared, and the guy would be pointing at the two wide receivers. On so your board? Know, on he'd point board. at the board? Okay. Yeah. And then when the ball is caught or, or handed off, then the, the spotter points at whoever's got Who's the ball. Who's got the ball. Okay. All right. So there, there you go. So this was a, like an 80-yard touchdown pass <laughs> that South Carolina had. And uh, the guy, the, it, was a, it was a female. Not, not that that has anything to do with sure. it. But it just happened. She was a very good spotter, but she missed the guy. And, uh, and I called the wrong guy on it, like, a, you know, like an 80-yard 80, 80 touchdown. And um, oh. you know, I should have known the guy. It was clearly not the guy. I mean, I should have known. 
it was it would it was so obvious that I mean the you know the body types were way different and I, I should have been more alert. But the thing that you realize, I, so I had the wrong guy scoring a touchdown and a big call. You know, you get you build it up and it's a big call, and then you have the wrong person. That's that's embarrassing, right? But um, you know what you realize is that uh, you have to be so focused all the time in play-by-play and broadcasting live. And I think that's true in any live scenario. Sure. You, if, yep, you're right. If you lose focus just for a few minutes, no question, and you, you you're going to be a YouTube sensation, <laughs> not not in the, not in a good yeah, way. That's true. So uh, yeah, I learned very early on that uh, you, 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 it, it really takes a lot of focus just to stay in the moment. That's a good lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, uh, so the, the, the trust between a play-by-play guy and his spotter, well, yeah, critical in football. Yeah. In yeah, football. Gotta, and, and, and in that scenario, I'm working with a different – because I only did a handful of games. So every week that I did, I did five or six games a year for them for a few years. And you had a different spotter. I didn't have you know, like like uh, Ian Eagle. We talked to mm-hmm. uh, yes, right, right. We, we talk. We see Ian. He's the the Brooklyn Nets guy, and he mm-hmm. does NFL football. And he's got his spotter and his stat guy, and they do every game with him. So they're they're connected. Is that rare? Is that no, rare? no, no, no? All the network. All the guys, big guys have the their own. Have I their... Marv Albert had his guy oh, too. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name. Yeah, but he would travel with him too. Herb. No, that's yeah, that's his name. Herb. Herb. Was it Herb? I'm pretty I sure. It was Herb. I, think it is. It was. I actually think it is Herb. I'm <laughs> <laughs> joking aside. I think it. I think his name was Herb. I always joke because David can't get the Alberts all straight. No, I I think, I think, <laughs> so, somehow Herb makes his way in I there think too. It is Herb. That's fantastic. Yeah, Maybe that's Herb. where that comes from. Might be. JT. Well, that's good. That's and that's as soon as the realization of that wasn't the right guy. I, I know that. Yeah, yeah. It's embarrassing. But it doesn't happen often, and I think that's the beauty of this is it's going to happen, as you said, from time to time in all the years that you've done it. And uh, well, there's another one that I can I can think of, Ricky Natiel. If, if yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the wide receiver. And uh, Florida played Georgia, and they had like a 90 yard. Natiel had a 90 yard touchdown catch, and I wasn't sure who it was. So on this call that, you know, these calls live forever. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't, I didn't. Except I, for this one. I was, yeah, this one, this one is buried somewhere in the, in the archives in Gainesville because it's not a very good call of one of the, you know, really big plays back in that era of a long touchdown pass. And I, I wasn't sure who the receiver was, so it wasn't very decisive and very exciting. It could have been a lot better. So there, you know, there are those things that sure, have happened sure. through the years too. No, that's true. JT, how about you? I, I w- would there be a time or two that you can think of that you'd like oh, to? Dante, I make mistakes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> David said you got to keep your focus and everything. I, you know, sometimes I get uh, wandering, watching the coaches and things like that, and I'm not really paying attention to what David's saying. So uh, I'm, I'm sure I make a lot of mistakes, and he covers up for me. But I will tell you what's interesting. I think that uh, maybe our our listeners would be interested in. And maybe they not don't know is like when you're doing a broadcast, you always have somebody in your ear, um, whether it's your yes. producer, it could be Ty Easton talking to us. They're if they're going to a break, they're counting you down or something like that. Well, you know, coming in as just a former player when I started doing radio with David, um, this was all new to me. You know, having somebody talking while I'm trying to talk and everything, and just trying to stay focused and do your job. Well, there was one. A uh, particular night in my – David's starting to laugh now because he knows where I'm going. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, you know, when I was doing radio, my first year doing radio right, with right. David and everything. And yeah, so people I, don't realize. So you finished playing, and then that later I, that year you David joined the radio broadcast. asked me to join uh, radio and just try it out and see if I liked it. So I'm doing radio with David, and I'm starting to get comfortable. And so we're uh, – it's a t- 
end of the we're going to break and I'm talking, right? And all of a sudden in my ear, the producer's counting it down and everything, and I, I I'm just distracted and I lost my train of thought. So I'm in the middle of making a point. And I just stopped because I didn't know where I was or where I was going. <laughs> Normally, right, a your play-by-play guy would just pick up and go to break. But oh, no. I'm lost. He called you out. And, and no, I looked at my partner, and so he's teaching me. Right, right I know right, he's right, teaching right. me, and he's got that little he's, laugh, but there's like, nothing coming. <laughs> and he's waiting, and he's listening to the countdown, and he knows he has time. And so it seemed like it was a 10-second pause, but maybe it was just a couple. And David says, we'll be right back with more insightful commentary from Jeff Turner when we come back. Oh, no. That's great. Oh, that's fantastic. That was not very nice. I I don't know that I've ever apologized for that publicly, Jeff. No, that's okay. But, you know, it's... But it's part of the you learning how to be a broadcaster. And you everything, know, the thing so. is, is that we had. Uh, this is not somebody that I didn't know. So just that's this, great. In my that's defense, true. we we had a pretty good off <laughs> off the air relationship. So you know, I think I I felt like we could I could joke around and you know we could we could have some fun. Yeah, along it. those lines, now that's I, fantastic I, for anybody that's not been inside a TV truck, which is not a lot of people. There there are probably twelve to fifteen people in there sometimes. That's an time, amazing and place, they all, and they all have headsets, and they all. I always wonder who who are the only people that can talk like talk to you guys because I know sometimes they're talking internally in the truck. <laughs> How many people can access you? Is it just the producer? Is it the producer and the director? That's, that's, Is that's it a, that's a production question? I know that we hear from Ty, our producer, all the time. Yeah, and occasionally Greg uh, Hartung will have something to offer or we'll we'll say something. The but director, those, yeah. That's the director. The director but that, those are the only two voices. I feel like I've heard uh, Derek Fuchs in my yeah, ear. I think he, Derek, our graphics yeah. coordinator. But yeah, like I didn't that. know if and like sometimes if I'll, sometimes you hear, "Hey, this is so and so from audio. Can I get a text?" <laughs> <laughs> you get like who, who the uh, you get the random audio yeah. guy that yeah. I don't understand. I always, yeah. I'm always curious to see who has you know act because I've been in the truck before where I'm sitting with a headset too and. I'm like, I wonder if I push this button, who will hear me? If anybody can hear me, and you should do that sometime. I, I, <laughs> I have, I have done it, but nobody <laughs> answers. So I think it's like a but. I think it's like a button for dummies, where it's like, hey, push this button. It's not going to do anything, but I just keep it. But uh, I'm oh, always man. curious as to who can, because it's right. Like you're right. Like you have, if you're trying to talk, I would think that that's crazy when three or four people are, you know, yamming what's, something. What's What's in interesting ear. is when sometimes that button will get stuck. Have you ever had that, or they'll, oh, yeah. or they'll cross it incorrectly. And the button is is down, and those guys are talking nonstop. Yeah, the only well, you have to press a button to talk to these guys while they're on the air. But when that button gets stuck, and you hear all that chatter, pull up X, scroll X, pull up this camera. Okay, can we get tight on DJ? That, that how did that? That's that's crazy. Yeah, that that happens. It happened the other night in Brooklyn. Actually, I forgot to say something to Ty about it because uh, <laughs> he was he was going to break, and it, the button got stuck. Apparently, I heard just a few seconds, but. I always tease him about it because um, it's it's kind of a running joke. Uh, you know, you're getting the talk back. You hit a talk back button as an announcer, and then you can talk off the air to the producer, the people in the truck. So when that happens, I just you know you hit the talk back button and say your your button's stuck. You know, get out of my ear. Yeah. So <laughs> so that's that's what you do. Because there is so much, gotcha, there's so gotcha. much action going there's on. Going there's on. See, I don't have that. I don't have that, that button. When you do pre and no, post right, game right. show, I don't have that. That's so right. you're at the mercy of, and it's happened to Brian and I a couple of times. That button's stuck, and oh, there's no way to get word. And you're it, listening to all. And that you'll do a you'll stuff. do a seven or eight minute segment, <laughs> Ooh, and you're just tough. hearing all that traffic, and you also don't hear yourself. 
Right. When that happens. Brian, I mean, you, you do, you're a broadcaster and you do this professionally, but Brian Hill, a coach, how does he handle that? He handles it. He handles it fine. He's, he's, he's got, he's very good. He's very good. Yeah. But my favorite from that is we're in Boston and this is, this is our issue is, uh, it doesn't matter what city we're in. When we do pre and post on the road, they will always pull us off the air. They'll pull all those things off the air before we finish the postgame show. So we'll always religiously, especially in Boston, be in that third segment, the final segment. They'll pull the monitor. They'll pull the IFB. So you don't hear anything. You don't see anything. You're just looking at a cameraman go like this, and you know, kind of have an idea you're supposed to get off the air. But Brian gave a look, and I could not, I couldn't get it together. He's done it to me a couple times where I can't stop laughing. That's probably <laughs> another topic, too, where you just lose it, just lose it on the air. But he looked at me, and he could hear, but they, I'm on the RF, and they pulled everything down, and he gave me this frantic look, and I'm probably going to start laughing now. And his eyes got big, and he said, go, go now. Go. <laughs> but the panic and the look in his eyes, he, he, you know, it's happened a couple of times since then, so it's, it's been smoother. Yeah. I couldn't get it together. Apparently, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> Welcome back to Boston. That's awesome. But uh, his panic was uh, fantastic. But it's happened a couple of times where he's drawn up – He's explaining a play. Monitor will go down, and he just rolls with it. Yeah. I tell you, he, he's good. He's good. He knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that IFB. I, the very first time I went on the air, I think it was 05 or 06, the first broadcast I did with you guys, I think yeah. it was uh, you and Maddie. I guess. I don't think I ever did a game with you and Goose, but but I might have. The very the tie had me in his ear. It's 10 minutes before we're about to go on, and he's like, okay, let's rehearse. And I heard that IFB thing. I started doing my opening line, and then I hear him say, Okay, let's go to graphic or video. Okay, roll video. And I froze, completely froze. And I couldn't get it back together, and I was just saying parts of words. <laughs> Thankfully, it was a test, but he kind of gathered himself. I have no idea to this day what he said in the truck behind my back, but then he came back on and said, okay, take a few seconds to gather yourself, and we'll do it for real in 10 minutes. He must have been going, wow. <laughs> this is, is going to get ugly. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get ugly pretty bad. It is quite a dynamic with all that stuff happening. I remember hearing a college football game. Vince Dooley did a couple of college games. It, it didn't last very long, the experiment. But he was he was making reference to, uh, you know, he was talking to the producer on the air and he you know, and making reference to video that wasn't on. There's a preview monitor, too, that shows, you know, you in football you get to see things before they get on the air. And he was referring on the air to video that was not on the air. <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly that's great. so you know it's there is a lot going on there is a it's lot just it's hard to just throw somebody into that world it is. and expect them to richie Adabata religiously refers to the kiss cam when we're coming back on radio <laughs> which which has happened which has happened during a break is when that runs and he comes back he's still laughing and he's like how about the second one was that great and nobody can see it <laughs> It's good radio, right? There. It's, it's good really radio, good radio, and that's fantastic. But I've I've lost it a couple of times, Brian. Brian, I I remember you and Maddie losing it. You were doing a Dante a Magic Overtime promo, with, and they had the two guys that balance on each other, and that that whole act. <laughs> yeah. said, this reminds me of Magic Overtime. <laughs> they didn't speak again for the until they were off the air. They, you guys could not that's get hard. it back that's together. Hard when you're losing it, you can't get it back. Last thing, I want to hear your story about the the field goal. The field goal with that, where, where your color guy stole your thunder. This is one of my favorite stories. I don't think I've heard this one. Yeah, this was uh, at Florida, also a radio broadcast, and I believe the opponent was uh, was Indiana State, and Florida was not on probation, but was under investigation at the time in nineteen, I believe it was eighty three, 
And uh, so the, the Gators put Norm Carlson in the broadcast booth, a great longtime PR guy for, for the Gators, but not really a broadcaster. You know, but they wanted to make sure. Kind of, kind of like me. Yeah. They, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you can, if you can imagine that scenario, okay. George. I, I know exactly. So okay. Put, Go ahead. Put, so they put Norm on the air with me to do the games, and uh, you know, in, in an effort, you know, to make sure that the message, I guess, was was you know, didn't get too far astray of uh, talking about anything that they didn't want on the air. I don't know. But anyhow, so this this game goes down to the end, goes down to the end, and it's a game-winning field goal. And Norm, not a broadcaster, it's like his second game. And as a broadcaster, you you know you build up the big. Here's the snap. Here's the placement. Here's the kick. It's in the air. And Norm just muttered as the ball was kicked on the air. It's good. <laughs> so he kind of stepped on my big finish. Oh no! For a game-winning field goal. <laughs> So that one lives somewhere in the, deep in the archives in Gainesville also. I like that. Oh, one. that's fantastic. That's as you as a play-by-play guy, you want that, right? As you said, that call is going to live somewhere. Yeah, there's not many, you know, there those those opportunities don't come along every night. Do you have day. to be concerned? Do you have I, to be conscious of that, say, JT? Yes, absolutely. And I again, I've found myself I get excited um and you know, I I want to yell, hey, yeah, it's good, it's good or something <laughs> right, like right. that. But um, we found out that if you are not careful with that stuff, you'll end up on a panel. Yep. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? You end, end up, up on, on a panel. panel. <laughs> now you got to explain the panel. What's a panel? The panel. The panel is a running joke as well, but it can. It, I want to know what the panel is. Yeah. I'm not in on the panel joke. Oh, you're not going to say the panel joke. No, I, it's not. It's not a joke. It's real. The it's a real thing. It's a real place. Thing. It's yes. a real place. Yeah, no, we, I want to be on a panel. I don't want to be on the panel. There are panels that are okay to be on. Yes, there are. Yeah. Yes, there are. But you don't want to be on a panel when they're – here's the deal. It's like okay. they'll, once a year, Fox will bring all of the broadcast teams together from all the NBA, uh-huh. all the NHL teams that they have, that their regional all at one broadcasts, time? all at one time in one place. Okay. And just kind of go over best practices, right? We're all learning from each other. Uh-huh. Well, sometimes things don't work out oh, real no. well, and so they'll – They'll put you on a panel. Usually, it's a couple of stools up on stage in front of all of your peers well, think, and everything. I think the joke began. There was a there was a panel a couple <laughs> yeah. of years ago that a couple of poor broadcasters <laughs> were sitting up there in front of everybody else, just getting raked over yeah. the coals. Why'd just, you do that? Why'd, why'd you do, you do that? that? Jeff and I are looking at each other thinking? like. So since then, it's like yeah. we don't want, don't, <laughs> end, don't end up on, on a panel. 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 No. Yeah. Why would they do that? I thought it was pretty mean. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's not a good way to that's do it. Not I would nice. think. There's times we'll have a, a an idea will come up in our production meeting, and <laughs> David and Jeff will look at each other and say, "This is going to get us on a panel." <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Why did you talk about so this? You don't want to be, on, don't be on the panel. No, yeah. no. Panels come be. from a good place. You're trying yeah. to teach the other broadcast, but yeah, that would be that would that would certainly you wanna, would put you. You want to be in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't want to be out there sitting at a at a table for eight. Watching the other guys on the panel. I would agree. <laughs> those. I would so comfortable. Well, then how about we, do you have one, George? Do you have a time that uh, that, that it just a, fell I'm, apart on you? I'm not a broadcaster. You've done enough shows now. <laughs> you've done enough TV shows. You've done enough broadcasts. No, the only, th- the only time I, I feel really uncomfortable is the times where I've had to do something without him, where, where I'm being forced to do something without you, and I realize how much Dante drives this ship in all of the things that he and I do, and I'm just, like, lost. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I can't be the host. I can only be the... But that takes only, time. I, mean, I can that only takes, be the sidekick. That side just takes time. Can, yeah, right? Okay, JT's <laughs> raising his hand. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, yeah. I, can only, I can only be the guy that puts in the, like, the wisecrack 
joke and then get the hell out of there. And I'm, and I'm okay like, with it. Yeah, I'm me, okay me too. With it. I don't need to. I don't but need isn't to. there something better about a little back and forth having two people? I always feel on an island when it's just me. Also, I I, it's I think very, there's something to be said about the back. Yeah, but and you forth. can still do it. It's very uncomfortable for me. I've had to do it where like uh, Jason Dewberry, our producer for Magic Overtime, will put me with like a dancer. That I don't know. <laughs> hey, this will be a good. This will be a good show. It's George and a dancer, and I don't know what. To, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to act. I don't. I just. That could be panel worthy. It's not a yeah, good. I could, no, that's, end up on a panel. That's that's that one. I could definitely but, end all, up on a panel. In all seriousness, George, um, you, it's really amazing how how you're able to do absolutely. This. Yeah. Um, you, you do a you do a really good job. I mean, I'm not just saying that. Um, but because uh, I, cause I gave you the twenty five dollars that Rob want, gave us because before? you gave me most of the twenty five dollars. <laughs> I gave him twenty two dollars. I got twenty two of the twenty five. But uh, did you ever? Did I want to be? Yeah, I wanted. That was what I want. That like when I was a kid. Yeah. That's if I. That was my. So why didn't you go in that direction? I I don't know. I really don't have an answer for that. I I, I felt like it wasn't an attainable <laughs> thing, maybe, and just kind of veered off but, yeah. then but see I, that's but, how hard is that to be thrown in and and here you are okay we have this idea to put you on air and now he's got to but you know what the adapt best? and and just figure it out i agree i think he does a, yeah, as a good mix of of factual and and some you know some levity yeah, i feel no like doubt. i've watched enough sports to act like i know what i'm doing i don't know the thing that drives me crazy is he's been a radio color analyst for an nba game and i have not i have not joined dennis newman but George Galante has done an NBA game when on the radio. You, when, did you do when, a game? when there was the big nor'easter oh, right. right. and uh, Richie that. got snowed, he couldn't he couldn't make it right or something. Some, Dennis was by himself, and yep. then somebody said, "Well," and I think Dennis invited me. He said, "Do you want to do the game with me?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, I want to do the game with you. This will be." <laughs> and then I did it. I was a, it was a blast. I had a, a really really good time. Really good time. That was. I feel I had to fill in for David a couple of times yeah. last year, and that was that was a blur. Thank God for JT <laughs> to have somebody to lean on. You talk about being on an island. Yeah, but it is. It's that a. Was, it's but it's tough. a thrill. That but was it's hard a thrill. Throwing you into that. That was. Yeah, but it was a thrill. It was a thrill to get to do that, and it, and. But no. sometimes Dante, that's. I mean, I think absolutely. That's, David likes to go live. David doesn't like to tape and everything, and it, you know sometimes I think. That's a great the philosophy to have is just just do it. Yes, you know, I mean, agree. One of those games that we did together, we did everything. Whole we did deal. the pregame. We right. did right, and so we were just back and forth doing interviews and things like that, and we were exhausted when it was done, but there was no choice. We just did, you know what I mean? And and sometimes you think you can't do something. I or agree, like, and you just go live and you just go. Because you don't have time to stew about it, yeah. and worry yeah. about it, and and all that. And just I'll, I'll say this too: it's uh, I think you have a knack for it, or you don't. So, um, and you know, I think you know most. It's it's not brain surgery or anything to sure. be able to do, to do this, but um, but George clearly just has a natural uh, knack for doing it, and so you can take that and then develop it, and, yeah, and become. Right become even better imagine better. if i actually did some preparation <laughs> that would be amazing like if i prepared for some of these things <laughs> would i would be, be really i could be pretty that good. would help you the, we know <laughs> the ones that don't do that <laughs> either <laughs> that, that, that that certainly that certainly shows that certainly shows when you watch a national broadcast or see somebody come in that hasn't done it right okay we so we're about halfway through here right uh, favorite players this we were through. Done. god wow. i thought How you were wrapping it up this is a two-hour podcast okay, here cool. today all right this is going to be a record setter favorite player to cover and this is this is a topic that 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 we get a lot, and there's been a number of them that have come through the doors, and we've all been here. David, you've been here since day one. JT, you go back to the first days as well. So I think we all have a different frame of reference, but uh, I'm sure you have some favorites that have come through these doors here. We might have the same ones, although you played with 
probably my favorite guy, Daryl Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. So you probably but I you got didn't, a chance to. Cover him. I can't. Did you cover I, him? No, I did radio with Dennis uh, through a lot of Daryl's. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, he covered uh, Daryl. Yeah. I, I just loved uh, everything about Daryl. I, I loved his story. I loved his personality. Um, he was fun to talk to. He, you know, just an effervescent personality. Um, great guy. Very smart guy. Um, and uh, just was passionate about the game of basketball and was a great leader. Um, everything I, I've said many times, somebody should write his story. Somebody should. Amazing uh, yeah, story. An author should should write uh, Daryl Armstrong. It, it would be a movie. It would be one of those, uh, you know, feel-good movies with what where he came from. I would agree with that. Uh, that would be a good movie. Mm-hmm. I would watch it. A kicker, right? A straight-on field goal field kicker goal in kicker. high school. Had the yeah. helmet in his locker his whole <laughs> NFL, NBA career. is fantastic. North Carolina. Working at a yarn, yeah. a yarn, yarn factory. factory. Yeah, he's got a great story. He kicked he's field great. goals with he, – now, he says this, and if there's video, then this would be spectacular. He said he kicked field goals at Fayetteville State wearing Chuck Taylor's. That's amazing. Sneakers. That's amazing. He was the field goal kicker. He walked yeah. on football and basketball at Fayetteville State and was the kicker and a basketball player. Was the manager when he started at a small college in North mm. Carolina. He winds up with a great NBA career. But what made Daryl so fun? I mean, because I, I would agree with you. That's at the top of the list. Daryl Armstrong was amazing. Just his love for the game. He was funny. He was personable. And, and everything that he'd overcome It just such an underdog. I think that's his personality. Yeah. Um, you know, he was always before games would, you know, come over and talk to you, share a little bit. Um, and for me in broadcasting, when I see guys, Daryl's this guy, and I, I tell kids all the time uh, when I was coaching or I advise, if you're given everything you got in the game and you, you know, the, you know, that's, it's kind of a, you leave everything on the floor. Not a lot of people can do that. Mm-hmm. Daryl Armstrong did that yep, to right. where to the point where you've given so much that you can't control your emotions after the game. Like Daryl would be brought to Sodding. tears, yes. that's right, because he just couldn't help himself because he didn't have anything left to hold that in. Right, Shaquem uh, Griffin the other day in the Peach Bowl. Yeah, right. He he was laying on the field at the end of the game. He'd given everything he had. How right? about that? You don't see that that often. And that guy gave so much. That guy gave everything. Yeah. Yeah, and and you when you see it, you 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 know it, right? And so I think for for us, for Daryl, that would be the case. A guy, you know, you're coming into work and you're you know doing your job and everything. It's just fun to be around a guy who you know comes every night and he's giving you everything he's got. Yeah, you sure. Know, whether the talent is there or not, when you could combine, you know, great talent and have Daryl's mindset, that would really be something. Uh, That's Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. Every time. Every time out there. Gave everything he had. Well, I think about that. Was it the Heart and Hustle year when we – when he just laid on the floor? To your point, JT. Yeah. We we, we, we got to that 81st game, and and we lost, and that eliminated us from the playoffs that year when that was a year we were supposed to win 15 games tops. Right. And he he was – he was – you couldn't console him in the back. He was a, a disaster, right, there you just go. a disaster, yeah. because he cared so much. I think that's why you—that's why everybody gravitated toward him, though, too, because yeah. he cared so much about everything, everything magic. That guy, ble- uh, he, you know, it's a, you know, he bled magic blue. Like that guy just bled magic basketball. He was yeah. amazing. But you know what's interesting? Normally, the guy that it has to be one of your better players, and he became that. But when he first came in, he wasn't that. He was kind of a role player. But to, to lead and spark the team and to be a leader on your team when you're not one of the top two or three guys is pretty impressive. That speaks a lot to him too, doesn't it? Well, he wasn't afraid to say, hey, look, I'm out here doing this. You yeah. Know, I need you to come along yeah. uh, and do it. That's hard. I mean, it really is. It's it's a 
you know, Dave talked about, you know, you, you either have it or you don't uh, from a broadcaster standpoint. Right, right. I think from a lot of players, it's just to leave everything out there. Uh, and you can see that when it happens. I, I, the Daryl is one for me, you know, I, w- I always laugh is like my broadcast career. If you think of the nine years I did radio, not a lot of success W's, during yeah. those year, years. So I was, you know, for me, uh, Tracy McGrady has to be up absolutely there, right? that, that would be mine. I would because agree. Because even right. though we didn't have a lot of success with Tracy, you came to the arena every night and you just knew something big was going to happen. It mm-hmm. could happen, right? He was either going to do something amazing, score 50 points, or do something. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, that was kind of fun. I, I really enjoyed those T Mac years. You know, the one thing I regret about the T Mac years is that I, I don't feel like we, we cherished it enough the, um, the the things he was doing because now I look back like yeah, Aaron Gordon scored 40 points you know at the beginning of October and you it was have a to big go, deal and you have to go back and look and then you see okay like Aaron Gordon scored you know he's had two 40 point games in his career oh wow like he's only one of five but then you look and Tracy did it 30 some odd times and you're right. sitting back and you're like <laughs> holy crap I don't remember him like I remember it yeah, was routine. like it, it just it was so he, come he, to expect he it. did it all the time and you took it for granted to the point where the guy averaged 32 a night he averaged 32 a night we there's no i i, I couldn't tell you two the next time, time scoring something champion. that's going to happen I mean, for the magic i who knows when i mean we yeah. can't we don't even have a guy averaging 20 a night right for it's the su- magic it's so such, such a shame that thanks for that reminder no yeah. <laughs> my bad <laughs> we were on a good uptick too <laughs> i just brought this thing right down like an anchor well it's such a shame that grand hill was not yeah. healthy for his tenure with with Orlando, because um, you know you got to give John Gabriel a, a, an awful lot of credit bringing in Grant Hill, Tracy McGrady. If Grant's ankle had been right, that that could have been a special group. Yeah. Because then you could have put with those two stars, you could have put, you know, that then you you got you people gravitating, those gravitating guys. to yeah. those guys, and you might have had something really really special. But um, you know, who knew that Grant was injured to that extent, and he went through some just hellacious times trying to get healthy. To his credit, um, you know he's he he would tell the story. Jeff, you you probably know better than I did. He went uh, in the operating room one time, and uh, it almost you know it could have could have cost him his yeah, life. Correct. Yeah. Yep. It was an infection, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got a uh, staff, guess, staff infection. infection yeah. yeah, he just kept trying to come yeah. back, but he, he couldn't and, and right. never understood the angst that some Magic fans had towards. Did this guy not nearly cost him his life? Did everything he could? Yeah. To get out there on the floor, this yeah. guy had part of his heel sawed off and refused on, <laughs> yeah. just to be able to play. I yeah. mean, things had been so misdiagnosed one time after the next, and he was trying to play catch up and trying to correct it. I always admired him for doing everything he could just to even be out there. Yeah, me too. And there's no, and the great thing about Grant, I know Grant uh, well. I, there's no bitterness in him. No, yeah, not any right. of that. That is what's amazing. Yeah, I mean, true. You know, right. Could easily be. Yeah, he easily could be. Um, but, you know, he's just got – knows who he is, just, uh, um, you know, what could have been. He knows what could have been with had he been healthy. and um, Still had a pretty good career. Yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, absolutely. Yes, he did. But, had a pretty... in, or, but in Orlando, it, sure. it could have yeah. been really something. Yeah. You know, I think about J.J. Redick was always a favorite of mine just because he was so dry and so – thought that played well. I thought that was great, and, and we became big fans of him in this town. And uh, Ryan Anderson, who we saw against the Rockets, is always – but uh, there was something special about Hito Turkaloo. I thought there was just something about the whole, and I thought we lost a lot. When we didn't re-sign him and he went to Toronto, I thought we lost a lot of that glue guy 
here in Orlando. It was a guy that everybody could kind of make fun of. You know how valuable that is, JT, oh, in yeah. a locker room. The one guy that didn't take it personal. He understood. He laughed. And, and you know, the language thing was hilarious. And, and he was just a fun guy to be around, I thought. That, that was one. Of, that's a favorite for me, in addition to some of the guys that you, know, you mentioned. I, as you point that out, I, I would put him in the top two or three also as favorite yeah. guys, no doubt, just for the reasons you're, you're saying. Plus, he was a really good player. Yeah, absolutely. And he helped you win a lot of games. No, he sure did. Uh, in fact, people start ranking all time. I get this question: How do you rank the all-time players? And I think I have Hito ranked higher than almost anybody else um, all time because of all the things that he did to help the team win, win games. You know, I mean, he was—I know he was kind of crazy and would kind of go off the reservation at times and make wild passes and and such. But uh, he was. He made a lot of big plays, too. It seems like he was always in the middle of yeah. the biggest, well, most important games yeah. in that and era. He had, an, he had an ability to to throw the ball out of bounds and, and make afraid. it seem like it was someone else's fault, which was, a, which was an incredible characteristic. But he wasn't afraid of big moments. He wasn't afraid of the big moments. No, he wasn't. No, he he was right. not. I think he really enjoyed having those opportunities. Yes, he did. You know, he loved – he's still – he's not – he's in Turkey right now. Right, right. He emailed us the other day, and uh, he, he wants to come back so bad. He, he's like, let me know if there's anything – Open. I want to come back. Like his, him and his family miss Orlando so much. Like they That's want amazing. to come back. What was a bad? Did you ever see? He must have had down days, right? He must. And I know towards the end of his time here, I know that took a toll on him. Just the direction we were heading in. But did you ever see him down? He just was always an upbeat guy no, that I saw. Just all. Just always. Pos- he always had something positive, and he always found a way to make you laugh. And even if it, most of the time, it was at his expense. Like he, he, he would do something that he knew was goofy or silly yeah, sure. or, or or he would say something that he knows is not the right way to say it because of the language barrier, but he wouldn't care as long as everybody else around him was kind of laughing and having a good time. He he, yeah. he was fine. We were it. able to get so much out of that. What did Hito say? I, I don't know that you could do that now. I, I don't know. <laughs> guys take themselves so serious <laughs> yeah. and it's all about it's all about the brand. I don't think you can do that now. Yeah, well some uh, some group would protest too, you know, that you've been unfair. <laughs> You're probably right. That's and true. That we're making fun of denied him point. a safe space. <laughs> That's a good. <laughs> this was his safe space. His safe space was us. We had How was JT space. to cover? How was JT to cover? That Terrible. was before my. What's it? it was. He was a disaster. Was no, a no, disaster. he was. He was great. I, I, I would think he was honest. always. Go ahead. No, I think Jeff he was, was always great. very good with you guys. I would imagine. He was funny. Uh, you know, just it's just Jeff. He was great. He he hasn't changed. Um, I I remember conversations that he would have with Chip. Chip Carey, you know, because he would hear, Jeff would hear what Chip had said about him on the air. Oh, yeah, there you go. And he would always come at Chip kind of joking, and uh, they, they would go back and forth at it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, but, see, here's the thing is, like, it, you know, when in the early days, <laughs> long right. time ago, um, when we watched film as a team, the only only film we had was the television broadcast, right? Mm-hmm. And so Maddie and, and Brian liked to have the sound up. Because they felt like, you know, it kept you tuned in to what was going on and kept your attention. So we heard Chip and Goose uh, on the broadcast, what they said about us, good or bad. <laughs> and um, you Did know, they my, not hold back? Were they pretty? Well, Goose was Goose was pretty good. Goose framed it, you know, the, where you knew he was after you. But, you know, um, Goose is my hero, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but Chip, Chip would just say it, you know, and um, there's one we always laugh about, the the one we were in Boston and we're playing against the Celtics. And <laughs> oh, no. I think Dino Raja, I was guarding him or something like that. And um, 
Yeah, David's shaking his head. Yes, <laughs> he, he remembers. does. Uh, but anyway, Chip, uh, Dino scored, and I was guarding him, and, and Chip came in his famous line is that the, the Celtics continue to exploit the weakness <laughs> at the power forward for the Magic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so, you know, and wow. that, that became a talking point in the locker room. Yeah, you know. Oh, sure, sure. The, that's your boy. That's your boy. Chip's your boy, man. Oh, How can he do man. you like that? So I, Chip, what are, what are you doing? He's like, hey, man, I'm just calling it like I see it, you know? <laughs> just like, awesome. are we going to play cards or not? You know? so it, <laughs> yeah. it didn't mean anything yeah, to him, Yeah, get over it. Right? Get yeah, over it. Over right, it. right. So. But you got to be conscious of that, I'm sure, when you're when you're doing that now in this role. You have that to fall back on now. I remember Jeff saying a long time ago that uh, the important thing as a player for him was to separate the player on the court from the person you know, that, yeah. that we dealt with because, you know, I mean, he, he's a player. He's an NBA player. So as broadcasters, we have to analyze and we have to tell the truth about what's going on. Some players can't separate the fact that if we say something that is not favorable about them as a basketball player, it has no reflection Correct. On, That's true. On, yeah. on them as a person. And Jeff yeah. always understood that. And he, he said, it. you know, it's just important. And I understand that, that uh, what you guys are doing is just your job and, you know, I can I can put that aside, and uh, you know, we can still be friends. But not everybody. Can some do guys not can't do that. Not everybody can do that. Yeah. I wouldn't be. I would be. I would be furious. <laughs> would not, you got, Chip would I not get, be my friend. <laughs> I get mad when they call that when they pick on us in that Fox Magic game. They call it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You've seen some bad basketball yeah. in those contests. Oh, that's a whole podcast there. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we've got some uh, we we've got some future podcasts coming. I think we've got some fun topics. The NBA trade deadline is fast approaching. I think we can. We've all got some some trade deadline stories that, that we can mention. And uh, the Olympics are coming. JT's got some phenomenal Olympic stories. The Olympics from, are coming. Yeah, the Olympics are coming. The winter ones, not the. Was JT in the Winter Olympics? He was not was in the not. Winter. He was a <laughs> luge. A Slalom. I thought it was slalom. No. Oh, I, I, I'm, I still think that I can get into curling, though. I, I I'm really, with you, JT. I, think, I am with I you there. Do that one, yeah. Are I there think four if, people on a curling team. Could I think we if, get a curling I think team? If we, going? Yes, we could. That's right. a four-person team. I think if we spent a real, like, just a full weekend learning how to do it, <laughs> I think we could. I pull think we three could guys re- off of downtown uh, <laughs> Orange Avenue. I'll get my broom out of the garage. You need a broom. I was right? always, as a kid, you know, hanging out at the beach and everything. I was always good at shuffleboard. And I feel like yeah. I can take that stone and. You know, I can do that. Finesse it a little. One knee All and right. just let it go at like just it. the right moment. <laughs> I kind of want to see that. That's quite a quite a technique. I kind of want to see that come to fruition. Maybe we can make that happen. Left handed curling. Have you ever noticed that? I don't. I, I don't ever see any any handed. But maybe curling. that's an asset. Maybe that's a huge weapon. Kind of bring it the stone at a different angle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. But we're going to Toronto. Pretty soon, I think. And right. I, you turn the TV on and curling's on. Well, maybe we can find days. like yeah. a curling gym. Is there a curling gym? Is that what they call it? Easy a on rink? the Canada stuff, though. My wife's <laughs> listening here to yeah. this That's one. okay. No, I love, David, I love it. Is a big... Maybe you can ask the customs agent as we go through about curling, David. <laughs> Tell him your love for curling. Do he one. doesn't need any more no red more. flags getting into Canada. He's already, mar- he's already marked <laughs> in yes, Canada's computer system. They're All right, guys. Well, good work. Uh, David, I'm glad you're feeling better. You look good. You sound good. And that that's tough, staying healthy through the course of an NBA season yeah, as well. It's so. always a challenge. Yeah. It, it yep. Suck down some of those Z-packs. What about a soup? You don't Get have a soup? A, oh, yeah, soup. We need a soup. Man. Chicken, chicken tortilla. My wife is uh, cooking that up for the new year. Chicken tortilla soup. I have no idea what's in it. Chicken and tortillas. <laughs> that just, was dead. I'm sure just it's full got, tortillas. Is that native sure to the colder weather? It's spicy. It's really good. Yeah, yeah very it's good. It's a cold weather soup. That'll make I you like, feel better. I like chicken, that. Bring some of that with soup. you on the plane. You had soup on the plane the other day. Our wonderful flight, flight attendants. Melissa, uh, 
yeah. picks me up. I think I was the only one that ate it, too. It was. I felt bad. I didn't really want it. What kind was it? Bad split pea? Was it split pea? What was that? You it couldn't was, turn that down. I was asleep, it so I missed it. it. She went out of her way to get you soup, Melissa had, did. I think it was a three-bean uh, something something. Okay. Three bean. All right. You know, Melissa, she listens to the she podcast. Listens to this. It was really good, She's going to let you know. She's going <laughs> to let you know what exactly what kind of soup it was. I, I didn't have the heart to turn it down, and I really enjoyed the soup. That's good. Thank you very much. (laughs) So there are times when you really don't want soup. Is that what you're saying? He wouldn't lead you to believe that when you're when you're getting out of the game, especially in the cold weather. How about a dessert? You got a dessert before we part? You know, I'm still finishing up the Christmas desserts and everything, and so and Didi's cake was amazing. By the way, thank you. That chocolate chip cake was fantastic. Did you heat it up and put a little ice cream? You did. Oh man, those thumbprint cookies are good. I put it all in my mouth at the same time. It was unbelievable. Even take the wrapper off. I didn't. So good. So, George, you'll appreciate this one. I'm really into white chocolate-covered pretzels right now. Oh, We wow. seem to have an abundance right? of those that are left over from Christmas, from you know people bringing us stuff. Really love those. My oldest son, John, he likes white, chocolate. white. He's a white chocolate. That's his favorite chocolate. I can't get into white chocolate. I, no, I'm, I like white chocolate, too. Oh, I can do that. I can't get on into pretzels. Yeah. White chocolate? Yeah, on pretzels. He likes That's white good. chocolate on anything, like yeah. and just hunks of white chocolate. He'll eat that. I can do that, too. I can do that, too. No. All right, guys. Well, Happy New Year. Great job. And we'll uh, we'll reconvene here in a couple of weeks. Next edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. And thanks to uh, Rob Falana. Now, the Orlando Magic Pod Squad is brought to you by Rob Falana.